Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What up, Bucks fans? Welcome back to a RBT live stream. It is Monday, and you know what that means. We are back, and it's time to talk some Buccaneers football, but also some uh, NFL football as well, as we're going to you know, dive into you know, free agency and draft content um, that we've been trying to you know, push out on the, on the YouTube uh, channel. Uh, but also some things, um, you know, just going around the league, you know, quarterback movement potentially, uh, we had some signings um, here lately with J.J. Watt going to Arizona, so we're going to touch on that. But first things first, I'm Michael Plus, joined as always by my good friend Mark Ramirez. And Mark, uh, I mean, just tell me how how everything's going, and we're right in the middle of this thing as we're you know get closer to you know new roster and everything. <laughs> also leverage an RBT. Yeah, okay, okay, my man, Robert Green in the chat. Uh, but it's great to have another live stream Monday. It's always fun to do this stuff, interact with you guys as fans, and just to to see all this NFL news unfold and everything. It's just it's cool to kind of see the chips kind of fall into place. Like the J.J. Watt news, I think everyone knows about that, signing with Arizona Cardinals. Let's see how that works. We'll talk about that a little bit later, like how that kind of fits in. Is it a good fit? Is it bad? Yeah, that's something everyone wants to know about. But, I mean, so – News, big news flash. He's not going to be a Buccaneer. <laughs> so I think that's what a lot of people kind of assumed. Oh, everyone's going to want to come to us. Even we said it was, it's a possibility. I think anything's a possibility, but the money he took, no chance in hell he's going to come here. Mm-hmm. That, that brings me to this point of like, I guess, yeah, that's one big piece that fell. Who, what if, I guess we got to bring these, these possibilities up because we already said, oh, we could sign back everyone. It's a possibility. A lot of people are saying, oh, all the, the core pieces are here. But then you're seeing all these news of, oh, Levante David's getting all these rumors of the Browns, Raiders, all these teams. Literally, it seems like every other team wants them. Uh, Chris Godwin wants money. Shaq Barry said he wants to pull down the, the Brinks trucks, right? Mm-hmm. So what? let's bring that up. Let's, let's make that the first thing. So this is free. Mm-hmm. What if the whole band isn't brought back together? I mean, we've already said who's the most important, but – Say, let's say Shaq doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the good news is you have options. I mean, there's options in free agency to go after other players that, oh man, there's there's a guy from Hawaii. What's up, man? 
Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I, I think there's, there's tons of, um, there's tons of options. You can go different, uh, <laughs> different amount of ways, uh, you know, in free agency. So, you know, I, I don't think anyone's going to be going anywhere. I, I think they're going to tr- pretty much bring everyone back as, as long as they want to be back and, you know, the numbers are right. They're going to find ways to do it. Uh, again, you can structure contracts in so many different ways. Uh, so it really just depends on how the bucks are going to approach this thing. And we don't know, we don't know what that number to get these guys back is going to be yet. So, you know, just have to wait and see, but I like that, you know, other teams are interested in our guys. That means they're good players. So that's always a good thing. And I appreciate Fruquab, man. You're you're always in there helping us out. So I appreciate it. He he for real is like Fruquab mm. always there. Allah from Hawaii. I miss that place. Been there mm. once, but I would love to go there every year. Um, but let's see. Let's let's talk a little bit more. I, I know you said there's options for agency. Who? Mm. Well, I mean, you you got you got pass rushers. I mean, whether you want to go after like a veteran like Melvin Ingram or. If you want to go after someone like, um, you know, Hassan Riddick, who who might be a, a more viable option now since J.J. Watt's on the team. Uh, you look at um, who's who's the guy I mentioned last week. Uh, now I'm blanking on names, but there's uh, yeah, there you go. Thanks, Mark. Uh, yeah. Matt, Matt Judon is another guy that I like from Baltimore. Bud Dupree, um, kind of similar age as Shaq Barrett. So. There, there's other people that you could potentially, you know, go after. I know I'm missing some other key names that could be, you know, good, good guys to go after. I know Clowney, you didn't really, I don't, I'm not high on him. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, Ngakwe, I think could be a p- potential option. Um, you know, he gets after the quarterback. Yeah. Oliver Vernon, if he's healthy. So Leonard Floyd. Yeah. That's a good one. So, but I, I think Shaq's going to be, back in, in some type of fashion, whether it's a short-term or long-term deal, I see him being back. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are been talking about him leaving and if he is the guy to leave, then I'm okay with that. I understand. Yeah, I understand it. Uh, you got to bring back Godwin. You got to bring back Levante, David. I think those are critical pieces and Dominican Sue, Rob Gronkowski, those guys need to be back. So Okay, yeah. this is my thing. So Raymond mm-hmm. says hot take Shaq will be gone. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that I mean that is a good hot take, but to be honest, we've we've made this argument in the past that yeah, that outside edge rushers aren't what make this defense. It's more the middle pressure, your defensive tackles, your middle linebackers blitzing those A gaps, or what make the job easier for the outside rushers. We've said this over and over. So to be honest, if Shaq didn't leave because he's asking for $20 million, that's his that's his decision. I mean, it's his reason to make money because this is it. I mean, you want to make as much money now so you don't have to make anything else the rest of your life and to feed your your kids and hell, maybe an even a generation after that. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's why he trains and plays his game for that. And if you have the opportunity to get that from someone who's going to give it to you, who, who's to fight it? I mean, you're as much as someone's worth to pay you. That's mm-hmm. what people get so mad about all oh, these people get paid so damn much because yeah. they're bring it to them. They're not going to push it away. And yeah. Here he won two championships, one with the Broncos, one with us. He has, he has hardware. So let's get some money to it. So I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not also going to blame the bucks if they decide to pay him 
you know, a reasonable amount. I mean, guy's a good football player. If they want to bring him back, then, you know, that's their decision. Um, you know, I'm not going to fight it. Uh, again, they, they know how to run the cap. They have good people in place, you know, as far as running the numbers, if they feel comfortable paying Shaq what he's, what he deserves, then by all means, I'm, I'm for it. And if they can do it, you know, and still bring back most of the guys they want, then, you know, it's no issue. Again, this salary cap thing, it, it's going to fluctuate as the years go on. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. But I mean, to be honest, hot take. Mm. I, I just, I don't think it's a hot take. I think it's just, it's be- just an opinion. Yeah. It's just opinion. Facts over feelings. The facts is he wants a lot more money. We're not going to be able to give it to him. If, if we give him $20 million, I think it's just a flat out dumb move. Flat out. Well, <laughs> just saying. Do you, you consider him similar to Khalil Mack? Uh, no, I never said that. I, it, it all depends on how they structure the contract. I mean, if they do $7 million this year and then they do, you know, $15 million or whatever next year and then, you know, it goes up as the years go on, I, I have no problem with that. You know, it. People forget that this this team right now is in a win now window. All right, they have to put the best possible team while they have Tom Brady on the field. And if Shaq Barrett is one of those best players to do so, then you need to bring him back. Um, but they're going to do it at, in a smart fashion. I don't think they're going to be dumb about it. Again, they're going to they have guys that have been doing smart contracts for a long time, and they're going to continue to do that. They're not going to go away from what they've done in the past. They might change a little things, tweak some things here and there because they have an opportunity in front of them to be special. And that's what it's about. So, you know, I'm not going to get mad about who gets paid and who doesn't. Again, it's about bringing guys back that you want. And if they can do that, then so be it. Yeah. So some other good points here, outside leverage, Robert Green. Uh, he said, aren't the Bucks at a point where they don't need to be paying big money for free agents that aren't their own? No need to Correct. have agency. Fully. Yeah. And then he said, yeah. Anyone making close to 15 million shouldn't be on the Bucks' radar, a defensive end or any other position. Bucks need to fill a roster spot. I agree in both accounts. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, this, especially that number amount, you keep what you have. If if what you if you can't keep what you have, that's why you draft good enough to fill them up. We just haven't addressed edge rushing in the draft for years. It seems like we just keep mm-hmm. waiting for them or sign, being lucky and signing them. Yeah. So. That is an area that we have a need for. A lot, a lot of these mock drafts have us taking an edge rusher for a reason because we, we need that. Mm-hmm. The, the ages on on that defensive line keep going up. They're not getting any younger. So I agree to this point that at this point we shouldn't be going after big money contracts. So this top of this list that we kind of showed, yeah, I mean, that's just the top guys. Mm-hmm. I was just assuming J.J. Watt was looking at us or Von Miller, if he does become a free agent, is looking at us. Leonard Williams, because of his connection with Todd Bowles, is looking at it. I mean, yeah. those assumptions are all going to be there. I highly doubt any of them are going to be taking the underwhelming contracts that, that Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette got. Look at their yeah. situations. Totally different. These guys are like the second March 17 hits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably getting signed or that first couple days. So, total different situations as opposed to top free agents available as cut late or just no one wanted you because your, mm. your situation. So yeah. Uh, and that, that's, that's good points. And I agree with that. I, I think when you're looking at, um, you know, Shaq Barrett, I, I think they're going to probably 
they're probably going to let him test the market and, and see what that number is. And, you know, and it's going to be really deciding on what they think of the draft class. If, if they decide to bring back Shaq Barrett at a higher cost, um, because that will tell you like, okay, maybe they don't think very highly of this edge class and, you know, maybe there's a need to, to bring back Shaq at whatever cost it may be, you know? So they're, they're going to weigh all options. Again, I don't think they're going to, they're not going to want to overpay guys. I agree with that they're going to try to stay to true to market value and try to, you know, work in a number that fits best for them. But for the most part, again, Levante and Chris Gowan are going to be back. I don't think they hit the market at all. So they're going to sign back and then you're going to find ways to get back, you know, your other guys in Dominic and Sue and, and, and Gronk and others for reasonable costs. Um, and, and quick shout out to uh, Bucks Report. I saw he was in here. Keith Larson, shout out to you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Bucks Report. Appreciate all the things you guys do for us. So and also welcome uh, Evan Winter to the team. He's the newest addition. So that's really awesome to hear. Okay, so there's also Bud Campbell's. Where, where was this? I wanted to bring this up. You mentioned how since JJ Watt's gone, that there were other rumors of Duke Johnson coming to town. What was your mm. opinion? Yeah, because the Texans just seem like they're getting rid of everyone. Yeah, it's it's fire sell. It's it's a fire sell over there. So, I mean, Duke Johnson, I, I wouldn't mind it. Again, it it just you know it depends on cost. You don't want to overpay for running backs. Um, if you can get him for two to three million, I'm okay with that. Uh, but again, this is all going to come down to who who's coming back for our team. So they're going to focus on our guys first. Once that is situated, then we'll see probably a second wave of free agency, and they'll attack the the market value, the value guys that are you know reasonable five million or less type of players that can you know fill roster spots. I mean, so but look at it from would you think he would be a fit here? Oh, Duke. Yeah, I think he could be a fit. I mean, he's a good pass catching back. He can pass protect and and do those kind of things, run the football. Okay. Um, Again, he's not a feature back. So, you know, I think he'd be a guy that could, you know, do something, you know, if you need, um, you know, take Ronald Jones out or or Keyshawn Vaughn out for passing situations. I think he can be a weapon in that nature. It just, and pretty much he's been hurt a lot though. Last couple of years, right? He hasn't had big years at well, all. Yeah, I mean, I when you look at the running back free agency class, again, I'm I'm not too impressed with it. I'd rather just draft a running back, um, keep the youth there, have a young guy that can come in and learn and and pretty much do all the same things that you're asking these veteran guys to do. So I mean, I'd be I'd be fine with that. Plus you have Rojo and, and Keyshawn who are trying to get more expanded roles and trying to become better at their craft in those areas where you're asking these free agents to come in and help at. So, you know, I'm not going to be too worried if we don't get a free agent running back. I'll expand on that a little bit. So I think Mm -hmm. the way we all know BA thinks of running backs, you got to be able to block. If you don't block, you're not going to see the field. How many times did we see Rojo get pulled from the field because he missed an assignment, even though he is the best running back we have on the, on the team. Mm -hmm. Leonard Fournette included guys. Okay. Just because that one great, game and the Super Bowl and the great playoffs doesn't erase what 16 games did plus injuries but to me I think he's going to value pass blocking and veteran qualities at the running back positions I think if you're looking at running back he's going to want a pass catcher Tom Brady's going to tell him I want a pass catcher Mm. whether that be way later down the road I don't think we're going to chase anything especially a running back and now we're going to pay him at all. 
either. Like we've paid running backs the least, I believe, out of all 32 teams. So I don't think we're going to chase anything of running backs. I think mm-hmm. the team will let the market decide its way. Whatever veteran that wants to sign with us, maybe down the road will. Maybe Duke Johnson doesn't sign until way later. Okay. Yeah. Get him for cheap. But I still, yeah, I think. I mean, I could see, I could see another Johnson that they'll go after if he gets released, which is likely, and that's David David Johnson. Um, so, I mean, I think David Johnson would be a good fit. You know, he played with BA before. I mean, and he understands the offense. I know he's had some struggles here lately. I think it's just mainly because of the teams he's been on and lack of talent. And you put him on a team that you know is is better for him and. Plus, he, a coaching staff that would believe in him. I think he would be a good running back to get um, at a cheap price. And he actually had a pretty productive year last year. So uh, I wouldn't mind picking someone up like him. Could you imagine? if they? First of all, what would the Texans be doing? It's just like a straight up, oh, let's just restart. Pretty much what they're doing, I, I think. I mean, you're just getting – it's crazy. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Mm-hmm. No, no to Adrian Peterson. I don't see it happening, guys. Yeah, AB wants to come to the Bucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, running back talk, pass catcher, I think would be the most important, crucial thing to get. A lot of people, mm-hmm. say James White, Burkhead, stuff like that, his own old team mix. That those are possibilities, but I don't think they're going to be right out of the gates. You're going to sign them. I think it would be mm-hmm. late the agency when you're like, oh, okay, who who had their phones ring? They hung up on them. Okay, well, let's see. How much do you want to take? This is what we have available. We're not mm-hmm. going to throw money at anyone, especially the running back position. Right. You won. You have the meat and core there. Get Godwin and Levante David back. Sue, please just take less. Come on now. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's pretty much in a nutshell what the running back position should look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I mean, just to cap it off, if if you guys are just joining us again, we talked about Shaq Barrett. I mean, really, he's going to be he's going to decide everything. It looks like really, uh, you know, as far as what we do, you know, for the defensive line, again, me and Mark are on the agreement of, I wouldn't, you know, throw everything at him. Wouldn't overpay again, be smart about it, how you con you know, structure the contract and, and see what you can go from there. But I, I do think they'll let him test the market and really see what, you know, what's the real market out there. And maybe you make an offer and see if he takes it. If he doesn't, then, you say, Sara Nara, you know, thank you for your contributions and, and you move on and, and try to, you know, recreate him in the advocate, like a uh, money ball situation. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the young guys we had, like Gil, Cam Gill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anthony Nelson. Nelson. Uh, you still have Quentin Bell in the practice squad. Um, yeah. No step forward or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. And, it, and it's time It's time to invest. It's time to invest in the defensive line in the draft. So I, I think they know that. I think they have to do it. You know, it's coming to that point where they need to invest defensive tackle, defensive end, you know, slash outside linebacker positions. That's that's where they're going to have to make their hay. Oh, so Farouk Kawab. Hmm. I don't know about this take. Uh, Humphreys, yeah. I mean, it, <sighs> That's a situation where the money just didn't work out. You know, he took more money, uh, thought he was going to get more playing time, you know, and unfortunately injuries and players that he was playing with and Mariota and then also transferring to Tannehill just didn't work out for Humphreys. So uh, ideally I don't see him being a fit in this type of offense. I wouldn't mind him under Tom Brady. I know we adjust our offense late in the season where we're using more 
of his type of routes that he would be successful at. So maybe that's a possibility. I, I just don't. With the amount of wide receivers we have, but we're trying to sign back Godwin. But mm-hmm. I just don't see him fitting. He, he's more of like yeah, yeah. Brady kind of type, but he'd be low on that depth chart too. I yeah. mean, plus we're 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 pushing the field. We're we're more Scotty Miller than Adam Humphreys. Yeah, and I agree. For for deep shots, Adam Humphreys is more that slot kind of just get me the first down or five yards like. Can you make something happen after the play? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give him the contract that he got in Tennessee and see it that way. Poor John Robinson. Former yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's but, still doing a great job. I mean, he's building a good team yeah. over there. So He's got a good coach, good defense, good running mm-hmm. back. Hell of a good running back. <laughs> yep. But uh, let's actually take this moment. So before I say this one, you guys are in the, the chat. Hit that like button down below, please. Help us out. Support the channel. Do all that good stuff for us. And then Alex Fox. Can you actually believe we won the freaking Super Bowl? <laughs> still hasn't hit. We have to pre- appreciate this while we still can. You're right. I mean, Robert Green over at the Outside Leverage live stream or podcast, he's been marinating in that for, for weeks now. It's mm. Yes, it's it's surreal. It's crazy, like, how fast it happened. Hell, we're drinking the whole damn time and <laughs> enjoying, like, yeah. just believe it. It's more basking in, in the presence of it. Mm. That January... It was insane, insane, and I agree with you. You did appreciate it, but we're also valuing what we have and know what Super Bowl can taste like, and we want more. It's not just mm. being proud to have one. Let's keep getting more, right? Yeah, no, it, it feels good. Uh, again, I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you, Alex. I'm still taking it all in. Uh, it was a hell of a January, a hell of a February, uh, and now it's going to be even a, a better March and April as we see how this team is going to be constructed for the next season and. You know, it's about going for two. Um, you know, last year is last year now. It's on to, you know, 2021 in the new season. And like Coach Arian said, you know, we haven't done shit now. It's, it's you know, that was history. We are history now. You know, we're the champions. But going into this season, we're not. You know, we're not the champions. Um, so, yeah, I mean, embrace it. It's awesome. It'll always be there. It's something we can never, you know, it's, it's all, it's always going to be there. You know, you can never take that away. So that's, uh, you know, very important as I have, I think I have my magazine over here. Yeah. I got it. It's still in the bag. I didn't take it out. Good things would be <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, my sports <laughs> illustrated Tom Brady. So got that. It's pretty oh, cool. One. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> Robert green. Nope. Still celebrating until March 17th. That's the right idea. That's right when free agency starts. So he's a smart man. I agree with him. And that's St. Patrick's Day. So it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So let's keep going. Uh, some other topics. How about Clowney? Bucks Gold Gang in the house said Clowney twice over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Clowney is, uh, he's an interesting dude. I mean, he, he's very good against the run. I think he could be versatile and play in our type of scheme. I think he's kind of got that length that JPP has. But he's just a different style of player. Um, you know, he's kind of struggled with production lately here, but still a very, uh, I think, talented player, no doubt. Uh, it just depends, like, can you have him motivated properly to, you know, do what you want? Um, so there's a little question marks here and there with him and also costs, you know, how much he's going to be. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. And mm-hmm. we keep, like, pressing this. We're not going to. Hey, outside edge rusher, that much. Right. We just aren't. 
feed the middle. I mean, look, this says it to me right here. David's two. Those are the top two priorities for Raymond. I agree with that. This is middle of your defense. Stu and David, that first and second level. Godwin, obviously, because we're a passing team. How many times did BA say that? We're not going to throw to the tight end. Gronk is, I think it's going to be a sealed deal. He's not going to leave Brady. And suck, yes, hands down, suck up. Okay. (laughs) A guy that just literally erased the problem that is a kicker in Tampa Bay Mm -hmm. in one season. Incredible. It makes a 52 yarder in the the Super Bowl. Yes, please. Thank you. (laughs) Let's keep going on. So, OD Sun MA, I think this is the first time I've seen you in the chat. If it is your first time, welcome, welcome aboard. Glad to have you here. Uh, but let's see. He says, did you did you guys see we have the second easiest schedule next season? I could seriously see the Bucks going 14 and 2. Do you think that's possible? Uh yeah, anything's possible. Again, it is a uh, very favorable schedule, that's for sure. Uh I you know, we're playing, I think we're playing the NFC East and the AFC East. So yeah, I mean that's definitely winnable. You look at those teams that are in those conferences. You know, obviously we played NFC South. We have those teams to deal with, but yeah, I I like our schedule. It dim, you know, it just depends. You know, still a long way to go. We don't know how all these rosters are going to be shaped up before the season, so just gotta wait and see. But yeah, I like our chances right now. I'm gonna say this right now. This is extremely early. Yeah, that's that's the key. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, on paper, on paper, right now, you look at it. Yes, okay. You're facing a division that had a six and ten winner as the you know the champion, and then you're facing AFC. Good point. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, the seventeenth game I think is going to be there, and it'll be against a um, AFC team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I like I like the schedule. I mean, you yeah. can't you can't. Um, it's definitely not two years ago what that schedule was. My God, that was difficult beyond difficult, <laughs> and then. You know, last year wasn't easy either, but they went through it and they got got it done. So, oh yeah, wait, not this one. Rob, welcome to the chat. Hey, Rob, what's up, man? I'm sorry about the mock draft talk. I I, <laughs> I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. You know, I like I like um, Kadarius Tony. I love him, but I just don't think it makes a lot of sense if you're going to draft him and then you take uh, Gainwell in the second round. I just I think they're too similar in how you how they can be used, and I just don't like that kind of. I like that mix. I, I think you could be you could do something better if you're going to go that route. Yeah, those wondering what, what we're talking about, Rob made a little mock draft in our Facebook group, and we kind of touched on it. Touched on a little. There's a lot of players I liked on it, but plus is more thinking of need and we just we just need to build more of a base on our defensive line. And Rob went a couple offensive players in a row. Yeah, two in a row of. Mm-hmm. running back and those aren't areas of need right now and plus running back this high I, I i love i love the players i love the players he drafted i mean joe chiron in the third round i think would be a heck of a pick but uh, i wasn't too impressed with the the day three guys i think that's where could use some improvement i i love patterson the running back out of buffalo but again you get into the similarities between him and gainwell i think they're kind of on par you know as far as the skill sets and what they bring so you know it's just you know Got to got to be. Um, I think it needed a little more diversity, is what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but we're going to keep going. Like, I hope you guys yeah. are enjoying our draft content. That's another thing we want to do. It's not just Bucks content. We're trying to push draft, like because we are football fans and Buck fans as well. Like, we're 
that's our heart as a Bucks, but we're also going to be talking a whole lot of just the skill positions, what it is that each individual, I guess, cat like not category position highlights. Like where where we're seeing even when we watch tape, where is this guy messing up? It's not just looking at a running back. How is the offensive line blocking? Is their technique right? Like why are they jumping so far out when the mm. guy is getting an easy inside release? Like stuff like that, where we kind of want to show you and seeing where guys fit into our scheme and just in general, what they excel at. And then Jack true. What I don't even know we could do this super sicker. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jack. Hell yeah. Yeah. I appreciate Jack. He's always giving us great comments on our YouTube videos. So very appreciative. He's on the Deion Sanders thing. If, yeah. If you guys are reading in their chats or in our comments, he's, he's following that Deion Sanders, like in college thing right now, like mm-hmm. pushing it. He is pushing it. Yeah. Uh, Let's keep going on. Let's see. Raymond. Well, I don't know what this is. I'm in Facebook jail. Uh, suck it. <laughs> yeah. He must've got reported or something on Facebook. Uh, well, he'll be back in a couple of days. It's all good. Right. <laughs> oh, but okay. So someone else mentioned the fullback stuff. Do you guys think we'll draft a running back with one of the top three picks? I guess that's one quick question before. Oh no, this. Yeah. Address mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, I, I think it's a legit possibility, um, especially starting with round one. It, it really just depends. You know, everything in the draft is going to be dictated by what we do with our free agency, right? It's going to be who who we bring back. You know, that's going to set up everything as far as how we address the draft because, okay, do we not have Shaq Barrett? Do we have him back? Do we have Levante, et cetera, Chris Godwin? You know, that's going to dictate how we go about positions and best player available. You know, ideally we like to have everyone back and then we can just draft whoever we want. And uh, you know, that would be a great, a great place to be. So, you know, those things factor in and then you just got to really see how the draft falls, but yeah, running back could definitely be a pick within the top three rounds for sure, because uh, it is a need. And um, I, I think you can definitely find some upgrades available in those three rounds. It's necessarily say running back is a need. Well, I think it's a it's a position that could use more talent uh, in in that group. I agree with that. So yeah. I mean, like you just said, it, it, we can make scenarios up all day, but at the the reality is, what if Leonard Fournette does sign back? What if he does take a massive like another three million dollar mm-hmm. contract or less, like just because he wants to stay in this locker room that he just gave rave reviews about? nonstop to every reporter that wanted to listen to him. Mm-hmm. What if he does? I mean, we have Fournette and Rojo all over again. We're not yeah. going to probably spend a big, I don't care if Najee Harris is still there. Yeah. We're not going to probably take him. It's just, why, why would you overload even more? Okay. Maybe we do cut Fournette, but I don't see, why would you do that? <laughs> well, just, I mean, there's always the need for a future, you know, again, and that goes into, you know, luxury picks, you know, cause Rojo is probably not going to be back after this year. You, you, you know, just playing the numbers game. Um, you know, he'll likely be out and you'll, you're going to need to run him back regardless. But again, you could wait till next year and draft one too. So, it, it, you know, they have options again. It's, it's not the end of the world if they don't take running back in the first three rounds. And, you know, if they do, then that helps them as well. So really it's a win-win situation. when I look at it, uh, it, it, it just really depends on who is available and, you know, can you get a bigger impact from set position versus the running back position? And like Rob made a point today, it's like they draft running back in every class, every draft class. Mm-hmm. Just don't draft the right ones. <laughs> Never draft the right ones. Yeah. Yeah. They draft a whole bunch of little speedy guys. Let's see if 
light can kind of correct that. Yeah, we got speed, but let's help. How about a speedy guy that can catch? Give, give me a a niche that he has, like something where he can actually specialize in, and you can use him. A returner. I just want. I just want a guy that can do everything. That's really all I want. You know, I want a complete back. I, I really do. It's necessary in this league. Handcrafting the other one and see which one fills up first. <laughs> well, I, I want a complete back. They're out there. You can find them. Go get one. It, it's really not that hard. Um, you know, go find one and, and make it happen because it really limits your offense when you bring in a guy and know he can't pass protect, he can't catch, and you know when most likely he's getting the football, it's going to be running the running the ball. So. Yeah, I just like to have a guy that can do everything. You're gonna pay that guy too. The guy that can do everything. Yeah. Well, if he can do everything, I don't mind paying him. What? What? What, what makes a guy? Why, why? Why can't Rojo do everything? I don't know. You tell me. I mean, why can't he catch the ball? You, all right, but, but that's the thing. So he can catch the ball. He's just not elite at it. He's not McCaffrey at it. But okay. even McCaffrey, McCaffrey can do everything. Mm-hmm. Just, Greatest at banging it in between the tackles. He can find holes. He's patient, very patient, but he's not the greatest. Mm. He's probably the most complete guy. Saquon Barkley, maybe, but he's not good at all between the tackles. Mm. And you would think he's a power back because of how big he is. He's not. Kamara, very close. I mean, I just those guys are going to get paid. I don't. I don't agree with paying guys. I think just fine. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay a running back. I'm just in the mindset of you know you draft you draft running backs you know every so often. And that way you don't have to pay a running back. You know, you just continue, you draft one, you get them, you know, their contract. Once they're gone, you continue to draft another one. You know, it's really that it's that simple. It's just make sure you find the right running back. Yeah. And Robert green, he is set on Ronald Jones, the complete back. Oh man. Well, limited opportunities. I agree with that, but there's gotta be a reason for that. I mean, why does the coaching staff not trust him? Why do they not, you know, give him more opportunities? agree with him on that um, on occasion because I don't know mm-hmm. why we pull him after one little missed assignment. Mm-hmm. We didn't pull Chris Godwin after he had a whole bunch of drops in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, they both had broken fingers. Why does one guy get a longer rope than the other? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a good. It's still it's still excuses, Robert. I'm sorry, man. He's good, but that's the thing. I don't think he's a complete guy. Yeah, he's going to be a natural pass catcher where you can depend on them. Yeah. D- to me, why don't you just draft one of those and get them a little scat back in the later rounds that can make him miss speed guy, get him the ball. Like hell, even when we had like Jeff Demps way back when he had <laughs> one little niche trait you could do, like give me that. Especially when you're sur- surrounded by other stars, we don't need a well-rounded dominant running back. I don't know why everyone thinks we need that. I'm not asking for a dominant running back. I'm just asking for a solid one that can do, you want to do, do everything back. That is a that is a top of the line running back. No, no. A guy that can do everything doesn't have to be an elite running back. It doesn't have to be elite traits. I'm just asking him to be consistent in what he's being asked to do. Ernest Graham. Ernest Graham is fine by me. I would love an Ernest Graham. <laughs> I would love that. Ernest Graham is fine. Work done. Work done. Again, he had elite speed, but he could also do everything as well. I just, I, I like that. I like to have that type of style, that type of running back. Well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not hard to find. Mark Ingram is that. He's yeah. not a lead running back. Okay. So. Point, point taken. <laughs> you know, you look at Devin Singletary. Again, not lead speed. You know, he can make you miss. He can catch the ball. He can pass, protect, do all those things. Frank Gore did a, have a, had a hell of a career. <laughs> Frank. Well, Frank, 
Frank Gore can do everything, man. I mean, that's that's legit running back right there. So there was Tom Brady jokes. It's gonna get worse if we sign Frank Gore. Oh uh, yeah. no, I'm not saying sign Frank Gore. I'm just making the comparison of who to get. You know, that's the type of guy you look for. He was drafted in the third round, correct? You know, Alvin yeah. Kamara, Alvin Kamara, third round. So oh, Dunn couldn't block, neither could all stop. <laughs> oh my god, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Points. He would get blown up. Uh, get out of here. We didn't pass the ball. They, you know, whatever. <laughs> so wait, let me get to this point. This is a good question here. Uh, who's the most likely cap casualty to get cut? The obvious three are Golson, OJ Howard, and Bray. Each save six million. No sense in keeping three tight ends. All Did three you- of them. All three of them are gone. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, no, Golson probably stay. Uh, I think. Um, you know, OJ, depending on, you know, how healthy he's going to be, I think is most likely back. Cameron Brait, I think probably is the odd man out, um, whether it's trade or whether they find a way to, you know, release him, or maybe they restructure his contract again. I don't know, but most likely he's probably the odd man out, which kind of sucks because he had a hell of a catch with that Super Bowl trophy and he, he should stay just because of that. But, you know, I, I, I think most likely they cut the ties. I agree with that point. I mean, I, I don't even need to push any more. Plus, the guys behind him. I mean, Tanner, mm-hmm. how many times can you kind of keep him back there without giving him an opportunity? He's the younger version of Bray. And let Bray, unless he wants to, wants to stay, I mean, is, how much longer is Gronk going to go? Yeah, and Bray, you know, Bray's getting up there in age. He's about 30 years old now, so he's going to be – you know, on the backside of his career. So, I mean, it just depends on, yeah, does he really want to be here? I know he loves it here, so I, I'm sure, you know, it just really depends on how much willing he's able to take less or, I don't know, we'll just have to see. He's a Harvard man, so I'm sure he's smart with money. <laughs> he's been, been safe. But, uh, yeah. So. More, more takes trade break. We can use that $6 million sign AB and suck up. I, I, we don't need AB. I mean, maybe AB wants us, needs us. Yeah, we don't need them, guys. Don't don't worry about the money, man. We we got it. We got it. Just be confident. It's gonna happen. We're gonna sign most of these guys back. I'm pretty sure. We're gonna find a way to do it, and everything is gonna be groovy. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Gore's older than Tom Brady. <laughs> that is true, man, and he's still kicking ass. I love it. Gore's insane. Yeah, I'm he keeps getting contracts. He's not human. Unleash Hudson. I agree with that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> you do gotta let him fly. Hey, hey, I I like Hudson a lot. Obviously, he's just a preseason awesome guy. Yeah, he darling. Had yep. that catch in the damn play in the Super Bowl, <laughs> but it should have been a bloodbath. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So to me, though, moving forward, if I think OJ and Gronk can make this off offense to another level. Yeah. I've been saying that for a while now. If those two guys are healthy together, OJ Ray knows the offense. Now Tom Brady and Gronk know the offense. Imagine an offseason where they can learn together. Holy hell. Mm-hmm. The offense can carry the defense. Imagine saying that. Yeah. In freaking sane. Like, yeah. And Kevin brings it up here. Kevin Stewart. He said, you know, OJ was clicking with Brady before the injury. And he's absolutely right. They were, you know, they were having a good connection and everything was looks like OJ was like the top target. I mean, he was really going to him. Uh, he had that big game against um, 
the Chargers. Yeah, a nice touchdown catch. And then unfortunate injury, you know, there at the end. So hopefully he's back to 100%. I know he, we've seen him around like Instagram and stuff. It seems like he's moving pretty good. Uh, so hopefully he's going to be ready for, you know, training camp and, and stuff like that. Still Jack Diesel. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's move over to, I guess, that's broad. Mm-hmm. Broad NFL talk. Because, yeah, we already talked free agency, bucks, areas that we need to sign. Yeah, what do, what do you think about this J.J. Watt uh, move? Uh, guys in the chat, you know, let us know what you think. But J.J. Watt to the Arizona Cardinals, I mean – What's your your opinion on that? I think personally, I think it's a, a smart move for him. I, I it's a good opportunity to match up with Chandler Jones and being a versatile defense where they can use him inside and also on the outside. So, yeah, I like it. Uh, and Rob's like, no, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, I don't know what their cap situation is necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, Raymond knows because Raymond knows everything of cap. Yeah. I don't know what their cap is considering they just signed 16 million with JJ Watt. Mm. To me, you had an up and coming guy. You're like, Oh, I hope the bucks can go after him. I'm like, hey, get this damn guy. <laughs> uh, 12 sacks last season. He's going to get paid. Maybe they're thinking about franchise tagging him. Mm. Having M two as the edge rushers, like Chandler Jones and, and, and Hassan Reddick. And then JJ, mm. like a five tech in their three, yeah. four defense. They could play inside too. Yep. Pretty insane. Patrick Peterson's probably gone. I don't know if he's mm-hmm. back, but they still have Booty Baker on one side. Brent Murphy. Brent Murphy? Was it? the uh, By- Byron Murphy. Yeah. Uh, Washington. He, that's pretty two good ones. I mean, other than that, and then you have Isaiah Simmons trying to learn the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a lot of athletic traits. The defensive line's pretty good, but who takes over for Patrick Peterson? I don't know. Some people say he was yeah. getting over, but that's Patrick Peterson. I mean, I. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen anyone go off on him. Right. I mean, to me, I can see why I, I don't what I don't understand is why you wouldn't go after people like green Bay. I thought that was a better place. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that's been there all the time. Yeah. Hassan Reddick is a, is a free agent. That's why I was, that's why it made no sense to me. Like, don't you want to sign him back unless they're going to tag him? But mm-hmm. to me, it's like, you're going to the young guy, Kyler Murray, young, New exciting offense, blah blah blah. DeAndre Hopkins maybe was a big pull in that one, but why wouldn't you go to a proven guy that has won a Super Bowl that keeps getting close to there? I thought Green Bay was a better option. He went to college there, like yeah, there's more there. I thought you know personally, I thought Buffalo would have been the best fit, but well, yeah, I mean you got a proven team there in Buffalo that you know was just in the quarterback. I'm not big on <laughs> who Josh Allen. Yeah. I I think he's decent enough. I think he's better than Kyler, Kyler Murray. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I just like him. Um, you know, they just need some more weapons, you know, around him to, to help him out. Uh, same thing with Kyler Murray. I mean, they need some more, you know, personnel weapons to go with him uh, to, to help him. But mm-hmm. they have DeAndre Hopkins, but they need more. I mean, they need more around him. Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, that's three good receivers. Well, Fitzgerald, I don't think, is coming back. And you, you oh, need – what? They had uh, last season? Yeah. Well, you still need more. Again, you need more. You need more weapons to to utilize. Um, you know, so I can understand why you went there. Again, it's a division that, you know, might be up and down. Again, you have the Rams that just made the big move for Stafford. 
Um, you know, the Cardinals are kind of up and coming team. So they were close last year and maybe he thinks they can make a run. So, but yeah, I, I thought Buffalo was the better fit for him because it's a team that's right there. Plus it's in a division that, you know, you can win um, and, and be in the playoffs consistently. I, a lot of people say Allen definitely better than Murray. I, I was just, uh, Allen's a more complete player right now. Again, he still has those, you know, but you know, Beavis and Budhead plays where he tries to do too much, but same thing with Kyler Murray. I mean, he tries to run around too much as well, but I think Josh Allen's just more consistent from a throwing standpoint and does a better job. I, I think it is. But he, also, he has a better team around him too. Yeah. It way better defense as yeah. well. Yeah. Better team. So, uh, yeah, he was blowing up the NFL at one point, but the thing is it's, it's yeah. who you playing. Yeah, and they have a great they have a great scheme. I mean, they scheme it up very well for Josh Allen. Chiefs made him look like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, we did our, our film study on him, and I'm like, what? what? Hmm. Maybe, maybe I don't know, but I think just Kyler Murray just has things you you can't. Or so is Josh Allen with his arm. I think that's a good debate. I think they're really close than people think they are. Hmm. I mean, if Kyler Murray gets another year of maturation and learning a system. He's getting pretty close to Russell Wilson. And speaking of Russell Wilson, yeah, <laughs> that's another QB drama, right? That. So, do you think he gets moved? Do you think he stays in Seattle? Or he gave what the Saints, which I hope to good Lord, baby Jesus, he doesn't go. To I I don't buy all the all the talk of the teams that he listed. Again, I think that's mostly agent talk. Um, but you know, when you when you look at Russell Wilson, you look at you know Deshaun Watson is also the big one. I think we talked on here before, but. Those are two pieces that are going to be extremely difficult uh, to move. Um, and it's going to be very costly. Whoever is the team that goes after and, and decides to pull that trigger, God bless them, uh, because they're going to have to give up a lot as far as assets and really deplete themselves. So whoever that quarterback, either Russell or Deshaun going to, they're going to be in a tough situation. So when I'm looking at it, I think both teams are going to try to keep those guys in, in the, on their team because it's just going to be too hard to move them. I mean, for Seattle's sake, if you move Russell Wilson, you're pretty much killing your team. Uh, <laughs> you are because you're, you know, the cap, you know, his dead cap uh, hit is going to be so expensive. Plus, you know, even if the ass, whatever assets you do get back, I mean, how much of a difference are they really going to make um, going forward? You know, because you're losing a franchise quarterback. This is a guy that carries your team. Same thing with Deshaun Watson. Carries the team. He is the team. <laughs> there is like, it, it doesn't get bigger than that. So uh, it, it would be very hard for both to be moved. But I, I love the drama. I love that they're talking about it. I think it's a good headline, but I just don't see any real movement happening. But I, you know, never say never. Well, this is my hit my hot take what is this drama of all these quarterbacks now are they are they trying to blame oh tom brady made this big move so it should be easy for me to do it but he's a free agent <laughs> he's a free agent so why why now oh i don't want to be part of this you guys got to do this you got hmm. it's almost like an entitlement instead of working together as a team yeah i mean <laughs> I can understand Deshaun's point because that franchise is just a mess. Like it is going completely downhill. He doesn't like the ownership. He doesn't like, um, what's the guy's name? Jack, 
something. He he doesn't like that dude, whoever's the president of the team. Um, what so, is that? I, huh? What is that? Well, like, is what happened? You know, there's some, some move. Some, probably something to do with I I don't know. It's something to do with um, you know the Eric Bieniemy thing, and then um, I think it has to do with like social justice and all that stuff. You know, Deshaun took offense to that, so. You know, there's, yeah, there you go. Easterby, that's the guy's name. But uh, yeah, I, I understand why he's frustrated. I mean, everyone is gone. Like he has no weapons. He's got really nothing to work with. Offense line is not great. Defense is terrible. It, it, coaching staff has been a mess. So he really just doesn't have any control on, say, a roster or, or really playing the factor that he should be playing as far as franchise quarterback. But a quarterback shouldn't have control of a team you're no i'm not i'm not saying that just have input and say you know come come to me as far as you know what do you think of this guy or what do you think of that guy and you know be involved i think is what he wants you know yeah i mean some people are saying like andrew luck could have could involve management to draft an offensive lineman for him he would still be playing (laughs) (laughs) so they finally got an offensive line for him but it was too late (laughs) So, so I mean, Deshaun Watson, I kind of said, they even got rid of that center, like Nick Martin, mm-hmm. one of the best centers in the game. Yeah, they had to cut him because of cap. I, he's this. I don't know what they are thinking. I just don't know. So I can understand his point of holy crap. I'm actually pretty good. I think I'm pretty mm-hmm. good. I think I Ru- just, Russell has no excuses. I mean, Russell, I, I don't know what this drama is. Yeah, he's got no excuses. I mean, he plays the way he plays the game. He's always moving around. He's going to get hit. Um, yeah, they could have a better offensive line in front of him, but you could also get rid of the football. You know, that would help you out. Get rid of the football faster. You got the weapons. You got Metcalf. You got Aaron uh, Aaron Lockett, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Um, so those guys are good, and you got a decent running back room. Defense is okay. Really. Go ahead, go ahead, finish. No, I was just going to say really no excuse for him. And they're they're in the sh- like the playoffs every year. What, mm. are you, what are you complaining about? Saying they're the Packers, they're there. You're you're in the show. Like any any given Sunday, you can win the game. Yeah, Stop play, play. just fix the mistakes that you're making. Yeah, play better and win. <laughs> Find where you messed up and correct it and move forward. That's that's what you got to do. Like a film study matters. We kind of say that a lot. Find out where where you're making mistakes. If yeah, if you said. Your offensive line isn't better. Your management better at least help in that regard. And if they don't, okay, well, how, how else can we find a way to to live with it? Because you can't just whine and cry and get get out of a team. <laughs> I, yeah. guess you can. I guess you can in today's day. But yeah. I mean, we we've seen it on, in draft day where you know we've seen Eli Manning, you know, throw a fit, find a way to a new team. We've seen it with John Elway. We've seen it um, with some you know numerous players among, you know, sports leagues, NBA, um, you know, MLB, all those things. So it happens, but again, it's not, it's not the norm. Oh, so here, here's a good point. Same division. That that whole division is just rocky all over the place. But so with the Rams trading mm. for Matthew Stafford and Mike Greenberg said, they're the team to be in the whole NFL best team. Oh wow! I, I thought you just meant his. I just meant that division. I think well, he just Super Bowl, didn't he? I want to bring uh, it up. What, what do you think about that? Do you think it's the best team in that division? First of all, 
Oh, best team in the division. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, Oh, I don't know. I mean, Seattle, Seattle got won the division last year. So, I mean, I, I say Seattle and, and Rams are probably, you know, neck and neck right there. Uh, Stafford makes them better though. I, I like what Stafford can bring them uh, as far as quarterback play. I think he is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. So, you know, that might give them the edge, but you know, that division is really a toss up. I, I think all those teams in that division are pretty good when, especially when healthy. I mean, when you look at San Francisco, if they're healthy, that's a good team. Um, you know, same with Arizona. Hmm? A loaded division. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, like you just said, they were so hurt last year for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, say all you want about Jimmy G, the coach and the way they know how to use players to their ability. Niners good if not injured. Yeah, kind of Bud Campbell's. Mm-hmm. I fully agree with that. That defense is insane. Fred Warner running all over the place. Javon Kinlaw, probably our favorite player in the draft last year, just throwing guys around. I mean, yeah. They have it on multiple different levels. Middle of the defense again. Mm-hmm. Bosa all over. Like defensively, they're there. Offensively, how many damn injuries can you have in one game against the Jets that they had that last year? Yeah, I mean, so give them a healthy their best player tight end. Give them a healthy Jimmy G. Give them their running game that starts working all over again, and they're right there with you. Like mm-hmm. great defense and a running game. So got them to the Super Bowl and they just barely lost. They lost in the end because. Mahomes went insane. <laughs> right. We just didn't allow that because we're just nasty too. But I mean, great division. Let them beat themselves up. Probably mm. themselves, but I don't know. Like I, I just couldn't believe the, the QB drama. Any other hot takes in the chat? But what do you think about? No, I mean, yeah, just to, to sum up, if you guys are just joining us, what we touched on, we touched on, on you know, the Bucks free agency um, in the first part of the podcast, really just touching on Shaq Barrett, Chris Godwin, Levante David, you know, the the main core guys that are going to be key uh, to bring back and, you know, whether or not we should pay Shaq or, or just let him, you know, go into free agency. Uh, it'll remain to be seen. I think they'll let him test the market and, and see what, you know, they can come back with as far as the number. Um, and then, Uh, We touched a little bit more on, you know, some just draft prospects and we touched on, you know, obviously the news of what's going on around the NFL and, you know, um, JJ Watt and the quarterback trade rumors. So uh, with that being said, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to get really interesting here within the next couple of weeks. We're only, you know, a few weeks out from everything starting up. So really excited about that. Uh, Guys, if you haven't yet, you know, be sure to hit that like button down below. Also, check out our YouTube channel. We got a lot of draft prospects up. Uh, we're going to try to push out some more later this week. Uh, and 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 if you guys want us to look at someone, please you know let us know. You can you know chat in the comments or hit us up on the Facebook group or on Twitter. Um, you know wherever you can find us, let us know. We'll try to do our best to you know look at said prospects. So yeah, other than that, um, don't really have anything else. Again, thank you guys so much for joining us and, and having uh, fun with us on this Monday night. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Your eyes are fun. Again, like he said, hit us up with some prospects. Hope you like the content we're bringing you. We're going to do this. This is year round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just fun for us and enjoyable, not just as a Buck fan, but football fan in general. And Jack, yeah, we'll look into this guy, Carl Trucker, 6'2", 245. That's a great name. Carl Tucker. <laughs> yeah, that's a great name. I love it. 
Well, than that guys, thank you very much. We'll keep pushing out the content for you guys. Keep giving us more feedback to push out for you guys. But other than that, as always, go Bucks. And until the next one.